Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. This episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, we will continue and conclude uh, the exploration of questions for the host and or the ceremony leader before signing up for a ceremony or retreat. The next question is, when is the medicine person arriving at the site of the ceremony? And how long are they staying after the closing of the ceremony? I feel it is most important to be able to talk to the medicine person before and after the ceremony if one feels the need. Ideally, the medicine person would be available until at least noon the day after the ceremony in order to address whatever question or need. I find that these questions very important, particularly nowadays where traveling medicine people are often on a very tight schedule. If the schedule is so that the person arrives right before the ceremony and leaves right afterwards or in the very early morning, I would say this is not a particularly good setup in that we oftentimes have important questions to ask before the ceremony and have even more important questions to ask after the ceremony. So if you see that the person is not going to be available to offer that kind of support, I would actually wait for another opportunity to drink these medicines. I remember many years ago I was dieting with my teacher and uh, for various reasons my teacher was not truly available to support me in a diet process that had become very challenging to the point that I ended up closing the diet all by myself because of that lack of support. Because of that lack of support, I was left free to hold on to important negative projections onto my teacher that were part of my healing process. However, because of the lack of support, the lack of mirroring, I was left with those projections for quite a while before I could actually own them, make sense of them, and integrate them. So I strongly recommend that if you feel that there isn't a supportive environment, including time-wise, to just forego the experience and wait until a more supportive setup and environment shows up. The next question is, what kind of preparatory information and guidance is provided before the ceremonies? This is an important question to ask before we sign up 
for a ceremonial or retreat as it gives us an idea of what kind of level of care the organizers and the plant medicine people are willing to offer to the participants. I feel that to people who are new to this plant medicine circle or this retreat center, that they be informed as thoroughly as possible about the process and that initial consultation, that initial talk is also an opportunity for us to voice our concerns, to voice our doubts, as well as to get a feeling about uh, the plant medicine person and the environment in which we are going to engage in this process. This is particularly important for people who are new to drinking plant medicine. The better informed we are about uh, the set and setting of the experience, the easier it is going to be for us to relax, to trust the whole process, and to trust the people who are holding space for this experience. The next question is, what is the screening process on the part of the host like? Does the host meet personally with each participant? This question speaks of the reality that ayahuasca, San Pedro, plant medicines are not necessarily for everyone. And a screening process is a way for us to find out whether we are eligible, whether we are half ready for this experience, whether the person who is hosting or leading this experience feels that we are in the right place at the right time and if we come to this experience with the right frame of mind. The world of plant medicine has shifted radically in the last 30 years as a result of us Westerners engaging with them. Traditionally, plant medicines, in my own opinion, were most importantly initiatory medicines. Therefore, it was up to the plant medicine person to decide, to feel whether the person wanting to engage with plant medicines was actually ready for them. And even after deciding that the person was ready for it, a very important preparatory process, particularly with diet and behavior, was to be enforced at all times. Nowadays, Oftentimes, all that we are asked is that we contribute financially or energetically as an exchange for what we receive. This, in my opinion, is not enough. And 
having that connection with the plant medicine person or the host to get a feel from them whether we are in the right place at the right time is a wonderful way to prevent traumatic experiences, to prevent engaging in a process that we are not truly ready for and that may end up becoming overwhelming and possibly traumatic. The next question is, what kind of support in regards to integration after the ceremonies is offered? As I have said repeatedly, the integration part of this process, what comes after the effects of the medicine have subsided, is the most important, most valuable, and oftentimes also more challenging aspect of this process. So it's a good thing to ask what kind of support is offered in regards to integration. Particularly, I would ask, uh, is there an integration circle the morning, the day after a ceremony? This is oftentimes a very valuable way to begin that integration and most importantly, a wonderful way to dispel whatever confusion, whatever misunderstandings we may hold from the previous day's experience. The next question is, what kind of songs are sung during the ceremonies? This is another question that gives us an idea of the level of proficiency, the level of experience, as well as the tradition that the plant medicine person is working from or not working from. In traditional plant medicine, as it is practiced to this day in Peru, for both San Pedro and Ayahuasca, the songs that are sung in ceremony are of the utmost importance. Actually, the songs are an aspect of the medicine that we ingest. For me, going to a ceremony without songs is like going to a concert where only half the instruments are actually being played. Once again, it's important to understand that drinking plant medicine is not about ingesting a compound of molecules that strangely interacts with our own chemistry. It is a full rounded experience of many, many different elements. And I believe that the more elements are included, are honored in this equation, the better our experience is going to be. The next question is, what plants are in the ayahuasca brew? And also, are there any other plants included in the San Pedro brew? When it comes to ayahuasca, despite its appeal 
I would discourage anybody unfamiliar with the Torah from drinking any ayahuasca containing this powerful and equally dangerous plant. This question speaks of the reality of how these medicines, these traditional medicines, have left their native traditional environments and are being served all around the world nowadays. Therefore, we are witnessing a shift, a change even in oftentimes how these medicines are brewed and the plants that are in those brews. Oftentimes, plants such as the Tura are added to the ayahuasca brew in order to make it stronger, to give the person who drinks it an experience that unfortunately oftentimes turns into a very unpleasant one. So it's important to ask what is actually in the brew in the cup that I'm drinking from particular care needs to be taken in regards to Datura. Datura or Toe is a very important, very powerful plant teachers since time immemorial. However, it is equally poisonous and dangerous in the hands of someone who is not used to it. The experience with Datura needs a long preparation. In my own experience, the Torah does not like casual visitors. This plant commands a level of respect unlike any other plant. So I would only ingest an ayahuasca containing the Torah if the person who is giving it out is giving it out for the right reasons and only after a prolonged preparatory process and not as a one-off casual experience. It is important also to be aware that there are nowadays on this planet very, very few plant medicine people who actually have the expertise and the experience to offer Datura to their clients. Even though this is a wonderful, powerful plant teacher, I have seen my own share of people who have suffered permanent or very long-lasting psychic, psychological, mental damages because they engage with this plant without the proper supervision. So once again, be careful. And uh, if an ayahuasca brew or a San Pedro powder is served that includes the Tura, I would actually forego the experience altogether. Asking about the ingredients in any particular medicine is important because nowadays we are witnessing an increase in mixing of medicines. 
Oftentimes, this mixing is totally arbitrary. Oftentimes, this mixing does not really have a purpose other than to get the person who drinks it completely out of their minds. The purpose of plant medicine is not to get people fucked up. It is to support them in their healing and growth and becoming more altered in our consciousness is not necessarily a positive thing, is not necessarily conducive to that healing and growth. My teacher has taught me that each medicine is a world, is a whole world, seen and unseen. Therefore, he has warned me personally against mixing worlds that don't necessarily go well together and that may actually enter in a competition or an outright conflict against each other with ourselves in the middle of that conflict. So I actually recommend a certain discernment, a certain sense of responsibility, and of course, a deep, deep respect for these plant teachers each and every time we engage with them. The last question is, what kind of support and healing is provided to every participant during the ceremonies or retreat? This question addresses once again the fact, the reality that nowadays there are infinite ways in which these medicines are being served to people. Therefore, it's important to know in advance what kind of services, what kind of support is being offered before, during, and after a ceremony and during a retreat. I personally find that most people do benefit from a certain level of support at any given time. And I do believe that it is our right to ask for that support, not to expect it necessarily because it is not always on the menu, which is why it's important to read the menu and to ask questions well before. This will prevent episodes of frustration, of feeling left to one's own devices, and will prevent people from having a possibly uh, not positive experience. Once again, our own safety as well as our own healing is our own responsibility. And uh, we take responsibility by actually getting as much information as possible about what it is that we are actually going to get into before signing up. Oftentimes, this is a learning process. There is a learning curve. We learn what we actually need we learn about 
the ways that best suit us only by experiencing what is less suitable. But I believe that asking the right questions and paying attention, paying attention most importantly to our own gut feelings is a wonderful way to avoid engaging in an experience that may turn out to be everything but healing and expanding. Blessings.